0: I took the lead. Where's a good station? Somebody's heart. Glory. Glory. Amen. Guardians of Grace. What's wrong? Welcome to the Guardians of Grace podcast. Relax. You have found the right place. We're here to serve. Join us, holding to pure grace. Again, relax. Join in with us. Listen on. Be blessed. Fenders of Grace.
1: Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another edition, possibly the last edition of 2021 the guardians of grace podcast. My name's Bill and I'm here with Steve the guard dog. Hey everybody. Hey everybody. We're two or three
0: are gathered together. Jesus is in our midst. So there's two of us here, so
1: that means there's three of us That's, here. His presence is here. I love that Steve because we've been talking about a subject that we can't seem to exhaust, and we're kind of finding out that it's pretty much the purpose of the gospel is what we've been talking about, and that, of course, is the subject of God manifesting Himself. Yep, it
0: it is what a large part of the gospel's about, and it is the cornerstone concept of the new covenant that God created. That's why he said, I'll put my spirit in you to do for you
1: what you can't do for yourselves. And what he wants to do for us is to manifest himself. And namely, that's manifest his goodness to I'm thinking of that uh, I believe it's Romans 2 right there at the beginning where it says it is the goodness and kindness of God that leads a person to change their mind about God. It's the goodness and kindness. That's what does it. The goodness and kindness of God leads a person to repentance. I said change your mind because mm-hmm. that's what repentance means. That's annoying. Change it, your mind.
0: It leads them to change their mind about this word that we're presenting, this gospel that we're presenting, it leads them to change their mind about their behavior. It leads them to change their mind about any anything just about the goodness and kindness does.
1: And it's so obvious. If it was the knowledge of sin that led a person to change their mind, it says... <laughs> Right there in Romans 1, and then again in Romans 3, that everyone has this consci- sin consciousness, but it doesn't lead a single person to change their mind about God.
0: Nor does the law. Nor does the law. The, the law doesn't cause somebody to change their mind or their ways, the law makes sin exceedingly sinful the power of the law is the power of sin is the law
1: right there's no re- reforming a person by the law in fact I was watching a YouTube video and we'll get into it and I found it really to bear this out It's a, it was done by a Catholic priest and he has a huge successful track record about reforming teenagers and young people in prison and not going back to prison. Wow. By telling them about the love of God, the goodness and kindness of God, and making these people feel no better or no worse than Him. And that they belong to him and he belongs to them and just this acceptance leads these people to change their mind and when your mind is changed your behavior follows.
0: there's unity in their idea of the kindness of God they're unified
1: in that they know how good the kindness of God is yeah think about you like watching the chosen they did this scene really well I think it's in Matthew 9 where they said Matthew is giving his account of how he began to follow Jesus and it just says that Jesus saw Matthew in the tax collector's office and Matthew followed him. Now all we know from that was that Jesus saw him and Matthew saw Jesus seeing him something matthew read into the look that jesus looked at him was enough to change that guy's life from a despicable tax collector to a follower of jesus Mm -hmm. and all we know is that jesus looked at him and there was something in the way jesus saw him that was goodness and kindness shown to a person who did not deserve any goodness or kindness shown to him. And Matthew repented, as the Bible says. Matthew changed his mind and he began to follow Jesus. The same way this guy found that out, that it is, I'm sorry, the same guy in the video that I was talking about earlier, he's on to this idea that showing goodness and kindness is... How people change and that's why we've been going to great lengths and we've not even yet to exhaust the idea of manifesting God. amen And particularly manifesting the goodness of God. Remember and the kindness the... in creation, day one, day two, day three, up to day six. at the end of every day, God said, this is good. And then on the sixth day, when Adam was created, he says, this is good, very good. All throughout the Old Testament, we know one thing about God, he's good. Good, by just saying someone is good, is just an abstract thought. But love is goodness in action. That's why it says, I think it's in 1 John 4, 7 that love is of God of God of God and it's that Greek preposition et out of
0: that's just too cool man too cool
1: and I wish I had a spray bottle so I could spray
0: (laughs) (laughs) the water came out of the bottle it
1: came gushing out
0: of the bottle the the COVID
1: came out of when. Yeah. When when we talk about manifesting God's goodness, it's manifested by loving people. hmm Isn't what that what it says verbatim in first John four seven? Let yeah. us love one oh, another boy. because love is at God. Out of, of. God. Out and of God. God as the source. He
0: is the source of the love, and so we want to manifest Him. Matter of fact, in 1 John, it says God is love. He is the essence of love, and when we manifest Him, we are manifesting love. We are manifesting goodness and kindness. Kindness is a fruit of the spirit it's all telling us the same thing rely on god manifesting himself that's why we're starting to pound this idea in because it's such a crucial concept to the new covenant that we live in it's so it's crucial to know what we're talking about right now when you're reading all the epistles because all the epistles are telling you in one way or another to manifest God. And we don't see all the synonyms or the synonymical ways the New Testament is telling us to manifest God god and to rely on god the whole idea i am the vine and you are the branches abide in me and i abide in you for apart from me you can bear much fruit that's apart from me manifesting myself through you you don't bear the fruit because the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace patience kindness the kindness Leads the people to change their mind, change their behavior. It's the kindness of God, the essence of God, the fruit of the Spirit
1: that does this for us. Amen. And notice it says in that list of the fruit of the Spirit, it doesn't say the fruits, plural, of the Spirit, but it says the fruit of the Spirit is love. Love is the action of goodness, without doing, without being loving, kindness to someone, loving and kind to someone. It's goodness is an abstract thought. When you right. of,
0: at that point, a cake can be good.
1: <laughs> I've had good cake before. Yes, it can be loving the person that deserves no kindness, being kind to someone that maybe doesn't deserve kindness will change a person. Oh, dramatically. And that's what... I was so blown away by this guy's YouTube video that he has a really amazing track record of being accepting and loving to hardened criminals. These guys change, and they don't go back to jail.
0: They, mm-hmm.
1: they change, and they start... They start being friends with rival gang members. And... They start hanging out with rival gang members and encouraging each other and loving each other. So, when 1 John 4 7 says, Let us love one another because, well, I believe he says, beloved. Beloved means the one being loved. That would be you and me. The one being loved, let us love one another because love is out of God. That verse is all about manifesting. And remember the adjective for fanaru, fanaru is the the, the verb manifesting, the adjective was to shine, shiny,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or shiny, I guess, shine. Mm-hmm. Let your light shine. shine so that men may see your good, good
0: works and, and glorify
1: God. Shine. Good is what God is. God is is good and we've said this again but we're going to keep saying it let's get it right you don't know good until love is the manifestation of god's goodness love is a verb loving someone and right off the bat the verse everyone knows john 3 16 god so loved the world you could also say god was so good that he sent his Son. And that's acceptable. But it says, God is so good, he demonstrated his goodness because by lovingly sending his son into the world, that whoever believes in him experiences eternal life. Has it. Present tense. Present Present
0: tense. Everybody, present tense.
1: And that light, that life is a light. A shining light of life and it is manifested when we love people around us when we love people when we're kind to people and remember love is the verb for demonstrating God's love kindness happens to be the most practical way that love is demonstrated expression the most practical expression and the, the definition for the Greek word kindness is actually to be employed, meaning it's useful. It's, it's,
0: be it's use, working. Yeah. Be useful to one another. When you're showing kindness, you're actually being useful to the people around you. And they're calling that being useful kindness and they're calling that being useful A manifestation of the Spirit of God. He's the doer of the word. He's the useful one. Not us in our own human determination, but him manifesting himself through us is useful to everybody he's
1: around at that time. Exactly. We're seeing... The, the difference between loving someone because Jesus said you, you better go out and do these things and, and, and love other people, and while you're at it, love me with all your
0: heart too. <laughs> these are the greatest two commandments. All the other commandments hinge on these. Jesus said, "Why? Because God is love. When you're loving somebody, you're Godding somebody. Exactly. God is." being kind to the person through you and you get the credit for loving the person and you don't want to receive the credit you want to say no it's not me it's the spirit of God in me doing such a good deed then you're practicing the truth in living under what 1st Corinthians 9 calls the law of Christ a term we're going to get into is going to have so much meaning to you, eventually. But we'll just Christ. we'll just keep going down this path uh, about speaking about the glory of God showing through us, Christ in us, the hope of glory. Him showing Himself through us causes people to think
1: that I don't know what got into him, but he's he's pretty righteous these days. I'll tell you what got into him the goodness and kindness of God or a revelation of the goodness or kindness of God.
0: Right? You can't get a revelation of the goodness and kindness of God unless somebody gives a manifestation of Of the the goodness goodness and and kindness to God and that's what leads to repentance the Bible is telling us.
1: And there's a huge difference between the goodness and kindness of Steve Trying to pretend like it's the goodness and kindness of God.
0: There is.
1: <laughs> yes, there is. There the is. Had an epiphany. <laughs> yeah. One way to look at it is, and we touched on it, I think, last podcast, Paul goes into amazing detail, especially like the letter of Ephesians. We talked about that last week. He can't. He, he's so excited he can't even stop to put a period. He just keeps right. going on and on and on. Talking and on about on. God's kindness. Talking about his the kindness.
0: kindness of his plan that he had.
1: That was put in effect
0: before the foundation of the, of the world, world, it says, or the
1: beginning of the cosmos. The Actually, the thrown-down down cosmos. Before the fall, this kindness and goodness... ...of God was already planned to take place. Yes. And it says that this occurred in accordance with... It's that Greek word kata, down. This is what God was down with. In his kind intention to show us his goodness and kindness before the fall. Now, after the fall, Adam did not know about the goodness and kindness... He was actually, in a way, he was judging God, that God was a wrathful God and was going to get him for eating from the tree he was not supposed to. So he had this knowledge of good, but he had the knowledge of evil as him being evil, which did not allow him to receive the goodness and kindness of God. He felt like God was going to judge him and as unworthy as unworthy and he was conscience of the wrath and anger of god he was enemies in his mind thinking that god was hostile to him but anyway so he goes paul goes through the first part of every letter paul is just telling you about the, the good intention of god's plan and what he did and his his goodness and kindness and then he says Right, right in the middle of all of his letters, he uses that word, therefore. And then he'll use it like three or four more times. Like, I told you this, therefore it means this. I told you this, therefore it means that. It's a transition word. The therefores are preceding telling us to show goodness and kindness to other people. Now, if you miss the first part of it, saying what God did, and then... You just go after the therefore. Okay, I don't need any of that. Uh, Let me find something practical to do. Give me the verb. Give me a verb to work on, and I'll go do it. Well, that love did not come. That goodness and kindness, which is the manifestation of God's love, did not come out of God. To lead you to? repentance, And that leads no one to repentance. That leads to Burnout. Yes, but the goodness and kindness leads that person to
0: repentance. Yep, and the in the goodness and ga- kindness is God. Goodness and kindness are manifestations of God. They are not manifestations of Steve's determination in his great character. It, it's just not there. That's why in Second Timothy two twenty four it says. And I'll just read it to you that the Lord's bondservant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to all, able to teach, patient, which is the fruit of the Spirit, when wronged with gentleness, correcting those. Isn't that another fruit of the Spirit? Yes, it is. Okay. So he's manifesting this kindness and this gentleness To those people who are in opposition to us as Christians. We're showing them gentleness and kindness that if perhaps God may grant them repentance leading to the knowledge of the truth and they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil who has held them captive to do the devil's will, God may grant them repentance and grant them to be able to come to their senses through God's kindness. That's why in Romans 12, he says, I beseech you brothers through the mercies of God, present yourself as a living sacrifice. In other words, let the human nature die. He says, through the mercies of God, do this. Here he's saying that the mercy and the gentleness of God will grant them repentance. And they'll come back to their senses and a knowledge of the truth. What is the truth? Apart from God, we can do nothing. nothing. And we can do all things through God who gives us strength. strength. All things, Nothing. All strength by his power, by the grace of God, I am what I am. And this grace to me did not come in vain because I labored harder than all the rest. But it wasn't me laboring. It was the grace of God in me doing the laboring. It was the grace of God in me causing the repentance in us to come back to our senses and to the knowledge of the truth. And then we can literally, and it's the only way we can do this, we can escape the snare of the devil who's been holding us captive to do the devil's will. Do you you hear what I'm reading to you? By God's kindness, we can escape the trap of the devil. Do you remember Paul in Romans 7? Oh, wretched man that I am, who will rescue me from the trap of the devil? Who's holding me captive to do the devil's will? Doesn't it say I see a a war being waged in my members, making me a prisoner of sin and death or the devil's will so that I embarrass myself once again and he says oh wretched man that I am because i'm in the trap of the devil who has taken me captive to do his will didn't isn't that what paul said in romans 7 the law is good but i am human sold into bondage to sin isn't that being taken captive to do his will that is the definition of captivity And when God manifests himself through you, he sets you free. Paul said, who will set me free? Thanks be to God who grants you repentance through Jesus Christ. The person who is in you that sets you free from this law of sin and embarrassment. Sin and embarrassment over and over again. The more you try in your human nature, by your human determination, the more you just keep going through that vicious circle. And Paul's saying, or in Second Timothy, it's saying that we should be gentle and instruct people with kindness in hopes that God would grant them repentance. In other words, Paul said, who will rescue me? God rescued me from myself and that God would grant them to be rescued from themselves. See, all these passages are saying the same thing, and it's predicated on knowing and being rooted in the idea of the person who was placed in you when you were born again manifesting himself through you. And maybe we should even look at 1 Corinthians 12 to just go over it where he says it so
1: blatantly but yeah. I was just thinking guard dog Steve remember when we did kind of a little in-depth study on Romans 7 that law of dynamic and right about 7 verse 6 it says that sin seizing the opportunity afforded by the commandment deceived me seizing the opportunity is actually setting a trap a military it's actually a military the starting point of a military operation an ambush
0: an ambush the the sin started a military operation against you and took you captive to do his will god can stop all that and what
1: did the sin use to set the trap the law treadmill the law he the, used the law to do it. So it's the goodness and kindness that leads a person to change his mind, that brings him out of this.
0: Manifestations of goodness and kindness, which are manifestations of God.
1: Exactly. But the knowledge of good and evil won't get anyone out of it, and they already know it anyway. Romans 3 and 4 just make it really clear that Even if people don't have the law, they have it in their conscience. Mm -hmm. The Jews have the actual law, Mm -hmm. but even if you don't, you have it in your conscience. You just know. Yes. So by thinking you're going to change a person, if I'm just going to point out their faults and shortcomings, that doesn't lead to repentance. You guys get it? You might be pushing them into further Further, bondage to
0: the sin. Right. Is that is what this Bible? this bible is advising you not to do the bible is advising you not to put your neighbors under the law and point out how bad they're doing so that they'll try harder humanly speaking get a load of what the bible is because that's all we're doing is pointing to bible verses these verses are talking about the idea of manifesting they're talking about The idea of not putting your brother under the law. These verses are telling about, and on and on it goes with these new covenant ideas that we are working so hard to get a handle on. And throughout, (laughs) actually, throughout a couple hundred podcasts, we'll get it. Because it took me that long to get it, so I would imagine it would take everybody else a while to get it. Too, But this new covenant is predicated in speaking and teaching about different ideas than I hear Monday through Sunday on the radio or the TV, which is try harder because you you haven't pleased God yet. So try a little harder and maybe you'll get there and please God. Stop doing this for start doing this verb. Yes, and in, in face of the Bible, which is telling you, hey, your sins and lawless deeds, I'll remember no more, and I will manifest myself through you. I will put my spirit in them and cause them to walk in my statutes, Ezekiel 36, 26, cause them to walk in my st- statutes, because they or I couldn't muster up the determination to walk blamelessly in those statutes or walk blamelessly enough to please my brothers and sisters and the people around me, especially my wife. I was determined. I, I have tried and I have beat my chest and just tried and then said, Lord, it's up to you. And God has absolutely been the only one who can please my wife. I, Steve Lenart, cannot do it, humanly speaking. God in me makes her happy all day long because I've learned to get out of the way and let God please Lee, my wife, for me by manifesting himself through me, which I've come to learn is the essence of this new covenant live in. That's why I want us to go to First Corinthians twelve starting in about verse seven. But while I'm getting there, you go with I was just gonna remind you that you were gonna to go to first Corinthians twelve, that's all. Oh, oh okay, okay. So remember we're talking about the idea of manifesting the Spirit of God, manifesting the Spirit of Jesus, and we're saying that that's the essence of the Christian life and the essence of what these epistles are telling us about, and we overlook it. But watch how blatant it is, especially once I bring it out. Right now, you have the just the right lens to read this passage and go, oh my gosh, that is what it's saying. But get a load of this. 1 Corinthians 12, and I'm going to start in verse 4. No one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. That would be except by a manifestation of the Holy Spirit, to tell you the truth. But then it goes on to say now, there are varieties of gifts, these gifts and callings that are irrevocable. Yep. Th- these gifts that come from above. Every perfect gift came from above, from the Father of the heavenly lights, in whom are no shifting shadows. James chapter one. These gifts. I think okay. those
1: are X. Awesome. out of out of yeah. yes
0: out of what an awesome thing that you've stumbled onto but there are varieties of these gifts but the same spirit and there are varieties of these ministries and the same Lord does them and there are varieties of effects but the same God, works all these things in all people. For to each one is given a manifestation of the Spirit. In other words, these varieties of effects that he talked about were varieties of manifestations of the Spirit. These varieties of gifts, they were Varieties of manifestations of the Spirit. That's why it says there are varieties of gifts by the same Spirit. Varieties of ministries. We minister to people by manifesting manifesting the Spirit of God. Because when we try to humanly do it, we fumble and say what we don't want to say and don't say what we do want to say and leave that evangelical happening disappointed in ourselves yes but if we get a load of what it's saying there are varieties of manifestations of the spirit for to one is given a word of wisdom to another a word of knowledge according to the same spirit to another one what does it say faith you mean faith is a manifestation of the spirit that's exactly what it says here in 1 Corinthians 12:9 you have to read it for yourself it says we can manifest faith by the same spirit that we manifest every other attribute that we like about ourselves by the same spirit that we manifest the gentleness The kindness, the goodness, the self-control, the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness. Those are all fruits of the Spirit, and a fruit of the Spirit is a manifestation of the Spirit. And when the Spirit manifests itself... It says one of those manifestations is faith to another one, distinguishing between spirits to another one, the interpretation of tongues, and it says in verse 11, but one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each individual just as the spirit wills wow so the same spirit manifests all these things works these things which would be the same as man believe in the works that i do believe in the manifestations that i do the manifestations of power when i raise the dead and heal the blind he said don't believe in my gospel because of me but believe it because of the works that i do well it's done by the Holy Spirit manifesting the power to do the work. Right here in 1 Corinthians 12, just read it for yourself. Just read it for yourself because it is the most blatant example of manifestation in this new covenant, in the epistles. The Most blatant because it just says there are varieties of manifestations just uses the word so everywhere else we're talking about it synonymously yes. but here we're talking about it in first corinthians 12 7 through 11 we're talking about it blatantly everywhere else is synonymously first corinthians 12 7 through 9 blatantly
1: i don't think you even use the phrase in other words yeah, <laughs> which is okay. Funny. But yeah, it, it's going back to the the our opening thought. It's the goodness and kindness out of God Ech. that leads a person to repentance. Ech. Yes, yeah. yes, yes.
0: Maybe we should look into the First John a little bit. You like oh, that idea? Yeah.
1: Okay, I, I, okay.
0: Let's do it. Okay, everybody, turn with us to First John, chapter four. And we will maybe start off in verse they're all saying the same thing. Let's start off in verse seven. Let's just go slow,
1: because it's yeah. It's heavy.
0: Okay. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is out of God. Out of God. It's the source. It's not really love is from God. It's love is out of God as a source. And then it goes on to say, Well, wait, can I okay. stop you? A second? Yep, yep.
1: Yep, yep. What was the first word you read in verse seven? Beloved. Be loved. Beloved yes. means the one being, being loved. Present tense. It <laughs> there it is right. First word. We could just stop that one word. Yes,
0: yes. The one being Being loved loved should love love one another another. because love is out of this
1: person that is loving you. So when it says be loved, it's obvious that you're being Being loved loved by God. God. So why don't you love other people? Right. And let that God in you Love.
0: love out of you love through you, yeah, for you. Because when I used to try and love my wife myself, it sure did not work as good as when I let God do the loving for me. And I wait for him to manifest himself. But get a load of verse 8. Or, yeah, the one who does not love does not experience God, for God
1: is love. I noticed you you changed the word know to experience. Yeah. yeah. Explain why I did that, Bill. The word know in the Greek is uh, gnosis. The word that we think of as know, like to know something, is edo. And it's, it's like, I see your point. Yes. But it's, it, it says the one... Gnosis. gnosis. Yeah. The one that knows God is actually experiencing God. It's, right. it's an intimate... Well, wow. there you go. Keep going with that
0: idea. <laughs> it's an intimate knowledge of God. It is the same thing as... Same word used as when in the book of Genesis, yeah. it said, Adam knew Eve and they bore a child. Or Abraham knew Sarah and they bore a child. It's experiential the two become
1: one flesh experiencing each other. And I know you're desperately trying to get through this first. <laughs> it's yeah, like, not at all, man. I could camp, camp out on this. Look how many times in Philippians 3 Paul says, I want to know him. I want to know the power of his resurrection. Yes. I want to know the fellowship of his suffering. It's greater want, than anything else, he said. It, if it's you experiencing. Read it, looking at it, you're like, wow, he must have just got just became a Christian yesterday, and now he wants to know. Yeah. He said, I want to know his resurrection power. This is the guy that was giving a 12-hour sermon, and this guy, Eutychus, fell out of the third-story window, died. died. Paul went down and raised
0: him from 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 the the dead,
1: dead. and they called it a night.
0: Yeah, and Paul says, I want to know
1: his power. He knows his power. What, What Paul means is, I want to experience his power. And all the people that saw him raise Eutychus from the dead went back upstairs for Paul to keep telling them about the love of God. God.
0: The love of God, yes. So oh, no is a big word. So go no, ahead. no is a very big word, and it's a word that through the centuries has changed meanings on us. Back then it had a a little more specific meaning than we give it now. We think it's book knowledge or something, but it, it's not. It's it's an experiential oh, know knowledge. That. Yeah. Yeah, I know that. I know that. Okay, so verse 8. The one who does not love does not experience God, for God is love. By this the love of God is manifest in us, that we might live through God, by means of God. It's manifest in us, coming out of us, out of us as God, and we are doing this through the power of God by means of the power of this God who lives in us, that we are experiencing him. When we are experiencing God, we are emanating love. We are just shining, beaming with love when we're experiencing God. And this Bible that you're beginning to get familiar with, or this concept that's in the Bible that you're just becoming familiar with, I am telling you, is replete everywhere. When I say replete, I actually mean replete. It's there everywhere, just like we're looking at it. Uh, when I say 1 John 4.8 says this, it it does because I'm reading it
1: right, right out of 1 John 4.8. So I'm going to break my promise here. Uh huh. This is the trouble I had in the promise keepers. Quite getting the hang of. Okay, so let's look at the order here, and then I won't slow you down again. I promise. Okay. Okay. I shouldn't say. I promise. So we're loving people. Yes. From God. Mm Mm-hmm. The first word was beloved. Let us love one another. Mm Mm-hmm. The only way you're able to love people with that kind of god love unconditional love is to know that you're loved by god if you don't know you're loved by god and you're trying to love someone you can't because i found this out with my wife i demanded that she love and respect me before i love her and i couldn't do it but when and i had the need to be loved and respected as as a, her husband, but you couldn't demand it. I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. But when I realized that that need for me to be loved and accepted was fully met by God already, God was meeting my need to be fully loved and accepted. Mm-hmm. I was, I was good to go. I I was getting loved by God. I was beloved by God. Mm-hmm. How many? People... And I didn't have my focus on Bill anymore. How many families
0: has one of the two participants in the family, one of the two people in the family, come out and said, I was needing love. I was needing love. My wife or my husband couldn't give it to me. But then I found out that God loved me and I was satisfied and I quit putting such a big burden on my spouse, my wife or my husband.
1: Millions in fact it's a marriage saver just yes. that one getting your need to be unconditionally loved, met by God will save a marriage it'll save your wife or your husband that's for sure Because and that's that guy I was telling you about getting the acceptance and love of God this guy is finding out he's keeping people from going back to prison I know that changes someone's life mm-hmm, that's an effective ministry it truth leads them to repentance, change their mind. Yes.
0: Okay, you guys, let me point to verse 12, 1 John 4, verse 12, as we always do, we're just pointing to Bible verses, you guys. No one has beheld God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected or manifested in us and by this we know that we abide in him and he abides in us because he's given his holy spirit that's the one who is we're abiding in we're abiding me and abiding in him means the opposite of abiding in your own human determinations. Are you so foolish? After <laughs> beginning with the Spirit, are you now trying to attain the goal of the Christian life by human effort? Galatians three three. That's what it says. You can read it for yourself. No, we live the Christian life by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what it means to be in the Holy Spirit. Because you are either. In human effort, trying to attain the goal, or beginning in the spirit to try and attain the goal. You try and attain the goal in the spirit, not in your human determination. And that's why it says he gave us his Holy Spirit. Was no that verse one, 11? Uh, verse 12. No one has beheld God at any time. Nobody's seen God. No human eye, human ear, or human mind has ever seen God. But we can see the manifestations of God. Then we can claim that we've seen God. That's why Jesus says, Peter, have you been with me so long? If you've seen me, you've seen God. Why could Jesus say that? Because God was living in Jesus and manifesting himself out of Ek, out okay. of Jesus. And the disciples were watching it all the time. I'm telling you, this idea of manifesting the Spirit is huge from the Gospels till the
1: book of Revelation. That word perfected, I think, think. is the word teleosta. Finish. Finish. It's the completion of an act. Yes. God sent his son. When you love other people, this act is completed. This mission is completed. He sent
0: his son to be inside of us, to love for us, the people that we can't love ourselves. And when we see the love being completed. We change our mind and we go back to God. Yes, and we've seen God at that point. Do you realize? Yeah, we haven't really come out and talked about this much, but this New Testament tells you that you can see God, and we can, we we will. We'll spend week after week of podcasting on the idea of seeing God in the fact that the scriptures bring that out, because all we'll do is is point to the scriptures. Like I always say, all we'll do is point to the scriptures. But let me read verse 12 again, and then we'll pray. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love is shown through us. Then we can say we've seen God. By this, we know that we abide in God and he in us because he's given us his spirit. He's in spiritual form. And now that we know he's in spiritual form, expressing himself through us, then we understand that we have seen a manifestation of the God who lives in us speak wisdom to us and we can we can depend on, on those
1: words we can depend on that wisdom Amen that, Amen If you're seeing God and God is love then you're you have to you're be are seeing that manifestation of love which is God Yes Hopefully this is beginning to make sense
0: beginning to it's make sense It's making sense to me Still to this day it becomes more clearer and clearer And my roots get deeper and deeper. Every single time I see these scriptures, they just plant my roots a little deeper and deeper. Because like I constantly say, we're just showing you Bible verses. That's all we're doing. And the Bible verses said the love of God is perfected in us or shown in
1: us or completed in us. Or revealed in us. As you can say. That's the word I was Which looking for, Bill. Which is a for, good Bill. prayer to close on. They yes. Got, that, that God would open the eyes of our understanding that we might get a revelation, revelation of the height and the width and the depth and the length of the love of God and to know, know. this, there's that word, knowing mm-hmm. it, this love that surpasses Passes. knowledge. Love that blows the mind. Overthrows. And that's our prayer for Yes, for us and for all of you guys out there.
0: Yes, we are praying that you will receive this spirit of wisdom and revelation that's spoken of in Ephesians 1, 17 and following. We really wish you guys would memorize that prayer because it has done so much for us, but we're praying that happens for you in the name of Jesus.
1: Amen. Amen. Because he loves us, we love you guys.
0: Yeah, yeah, so we do. We love you guys. We can say that because we're manifesting God right now. (laughs) Good night, you guys. Good
1: night.